0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Zoe Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message. We are starting a brand-new series called 242. Out of the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to fellowship and prayer. We're going to talk about that scripture and really the lifestyle of someone that has said yes to salvation Cannot wait to jump into this week's message. Before we do, I want to thank everyone that partners and gives to our church. If you haven't started your giving yet, you can go to our website and begin to partner with us there. Thank you to everyone that gives tithes and offerings and helps us get the message of Jesus around the world. If there's ever anything we can pray for you about, please let us know on our website. We'd love to partner with you in prayer. But let's jump in to this week's message. Called Devoted to Develop. Go in your Bible. If you have a Bible, go to Acts chapter 2. Go to Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And we are starting today a brand new series called 242. And I'm excited because I really believe in this one scripture and how much power is packed into these truths right here in the book of Acts. Chapter number two, verse forty-two. Before I read, I just want to make sure everybody understands what we're reading, and we all kind of have a clear picture before we jump into the text. So Acts two is when the church first starts. If you don't know anything about the Bible, so um, God so loved the world, John three sixteen. God so loved the world, He sent His one and only Son to die for the sins of the world. So the Bible says that Jesus came. He lived on this earth for thirty-three years. He never sinned. He lived a blameless life. And after 33 years, he dies on a cross. But after he died, we're so grateful he did not stay dead. But after three days, he rose from the grave. Come on, anybody thankful today that our God is not dead? So he he raises from the dead. He's alive. And he spends about another 40 days before he goes back to heaven, getting the disciples prepared to build the church. He says to them in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, so first chapter of Acts, he says, I want you to stay here in this city, remain here until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, when you receive this my power, the power of the Holy Spirit, then you can go out and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. In other words, right from the set, Jesus is like, I don't want you to keep your faith to yourself, but I want you to go out and share the good news that we are no longer under the law, but we are now under the, come on, the power of grace. Go out and tell people about my love. Go out and tell people about my forgiveness. Go out and tell people about my acceptance. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit, and then I want you to go out and tell everybody that I love them and I'm for them. They receive the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that they're in this upper room, so my imagination goes to like a hotel, motel, holiday inn. They're like in the eighth floor of some busted acoustic guitar. One of them looks like Eric is probably playing. Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. All of a sudden, boom, power of the Holy Spirit shows up. They all receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, just reminding you today, what maybe some of you already know, but some of you are hearing for the first time. The Holy Spirit is in you for you, but he's on you for others. The Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Jesus, he's come to comfort you, to teach you, to remind you, to point you to Jesus, to convict you, not of how bad you are, but of how good he is. The Holy Spirit is in you for you, but he's on you for other people. So in other words, you get the gifts of the Holy Spirit to go out and to help people understand his love. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit is to not make you look good. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are to make God look good. He said you receive this power. So Peter, who is the one that denied Jesus three times, he's back in the fold. He's back in the group. He's come back to his senses. Peter received the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that Peter preaches the message of grace for the first time. Now, just a reminder, when the law is preached for the first time, 3,000 people die. But when grace is preached for the first time, 3,000 people are saved. The law kills, but grace gives life. So all of a sudden now, they've got a problem on their hands. And the problem is that people want to be caught up in grace. People want to get caught up in this message and in this way. And people want to be a part of the church. It's not that they're going out and begging people, like, come to church, man. We'll give you air conditioning and donuts. Just please come. No, no, no. They're preaching with such power. They're loving so well that the people are being added to the church every day. Anybody believe today in L.A.? It's not about donuts and it's not about A.C. It's about the message of Jesus being irresistible to a life that is broken. They start adding people every day. They're not adding on Sundays. They're adding every day. And the Bible teaches, we're going to study this scripture. I want you to land on this verse for the next few weeks. The Bible teaches us that it's not the power of the temple on Sunday. But they Monday through Saturday are caught up and living in a way. Read here together, Acts chapter two, verse 42. I love this. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. They, they devoted themselves. I'm I'm gonna read just a few more verses because I I wanna break down this, this 242 in just a moment, but just let me show you the impact of the Christian lifestyle. Watch just in verse 43 and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in. I'm telling you, this lifestyle is irresistible. When you understand that God has not designed you or me to show up to the temple on a Sunday, but he's designed you and I to be in community, to be together, to be devoted to one another, to be in each other's houses. I know you might be like, I don't want anybody to come to my apartment. I don't want anybody to show up at my house. No, okay, then go to somebody else's house. But the Bible has created for us to be together. I want to preach this first message, the first installment, right down the title. It's called Devoted to Develop. See, in fact, I just want to encourage you from the, from the first installment of this series. A lot of us want to develop, but we don't want to devote. But the reality is you can't develop until you devote. Years ago, I, I sprained my ankle. I was playing basketball, and I went up for a layup. So I'm obviously clearly... You know, challenged in the physical department, and I can't really jump, and I don't have calf muscles. So, we call this a white man's dunk. A white man's dunk is when you go up for a layup and you slap the glass. That's a white man's dunk. So I couldn't dunk, you know, and I still can't. And so I went up for this one ferocious layup, and and I and I slapped the glass, like, which is also a sign, like, hey, buddy, like you're not doing it right. So. So I, I slapped the glass. And when I came down, I landed on somebody's foot. And I tore every ligament in my left foot. And when I, when I, t- I thought I was going to die. Like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not created for pain. So when it happened, I was like, you take me home, Jesus. It's been a great life. I love you. Like, it hurts so bad. And, and, and so after ice and I went to the hospital and they were like, yeah, you tore everything. And I started, I started to, to go to physical therapy. Now I really wanted to go to physical therapy one time. I wanted to show up and then be like, yeah, just do this exercise real fast and it's over. But the lady actually told me, okay, for the next six months, I said, excuse me, huh, what did you say? She said, for the next six months, I want you to show up at this time, twice a week, and we're going to develop and strengthen your foot back to usage. And I just got to encourage you today. A lot of us, we've grown up with trauma. We've grown up in brokenness. We've had seasons of sin. We've had seasons of issue. And it's not going to be a Sunday attendance that makes us free. It's not going to be a Sunday attendance that solves our problems. It's not going to be showing up once a week. But actually, God actually prescribed for you and I, not just a Sunday temple, But he said, I want you to be getting together every day. I want you to be living with other Christians. I want you to find like-minded, like-hearted, like-spirited people that share your values and share your faith. And get so excited that you're saved. See, I think the reason why these guys were getting together house to house every day, studying the scriptures, breaking bread, being together, sharing their possessions, giving everybody, you know, just nothing's mine, it's all ours, living in a community lifestyle. I think they did this not because they had to. I think it's because they wanted to. See, when you get saved, you move from have to stuff to want to stuff. Religion is like you have to show up You have to say this prayer. You have to give this tithe. You have to be this way. You have to dress this. You have to say this way. You have to vote this way. But a relationship with God is like, I want to give my tithe. I want to come to church. I want to get involved. I want to serve. I want to read my Bible. I want to learn how to pray. I want to get around the table. I want to have people over. It's not I have to. It's I want to. And we are devoted So we can develop. If you're lacking today, if you're not the person that you want to be, welcome to the club. None of us are perfect. None of us have arrived. But the way that you grow is not in isolation. The way that you grow is you grow in the group. And when you get into community, you start to develop. When you get into community, you start to understand the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. I just want to teach this verse today, Acts 242, right down the first one, and they. you got to find your they. I love this. you got to find your community. See, because God did not make you to live alone. None of us were created for isolation. None of us were created just to live on our own. No, God saw Adam, the first man ever made, and the first thing that he says when he sees Adam, he's like, whoa, this is not good. Man should not be alone. See, the enemy of your life is always trying to pull you into isolation, always trying to get you away from the core, get you away from the community. Because he knows if he can isolate you, he can lie to you. If he can isolate you, he can get you into all kinds of issues. If he can isolate you, he can berate you. He knows that when you're in the fold, you're protected. When you're with the crew, you're okay. That's why Jesus, that's why Jesus said, if there's even one that leaves, I will bring them back to the group, to the 99. Because when one leaves, we all suffer. When one falls, we all hurt. I just want to remind somebody today, we're not the same when you're not here. We're not as good when you're gone. But when you show up, when you lend your faith, when you bring your smile, we're good because you're here. Don't let the lie of the enemy say, they don't need me. They don't care. They don't remember. They're not even, they're not even noticing. No, 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 listen. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy. You gotta be in the group. You gotta be in the community. And you gotta find your tribe. You gotta find your group. You gotta find your, you know, there's the old saying, but birds of a feather flock together. It's called the law of attraction. Like attracts like. So I love this about church. You walk around and you kind of just, you know, you're not trying to judge out of sin, you're trying to judge off social dynamics. Do I want to be friends with a man that stays on stage too long? Do I want to be friends with that kind of guy? I'm kidding. Clap for Ryan. He actually crushed it. That was, he's actually the best MC that we have in the church, to be honest. But what I love about God is that God made you a certain way. And you are drawn and attracted to your kind of people. Like if you're here today and you're like, I love the Clippers. This is not your church. Because at Zoe, we win. Can I get a Pentecostal amen in the church and the Zoe family in Jesus' name? If you're a loser, you got to leave. I'm good. I'm But What I love this about God is that God has has wired you with certain interests, certain likes, certain ways, certain upbringing. Like I just want to say, if you love 90s hip-hop, this is a home for you. This all the, everybody that's clapping just exposed their age right there. That's just an age. It's a generation thing right there. Uh, yeah, I miss Biggie, man. But one of the things about God is that God has, has wired you to crave community. And it's not that you crave community. It's even further than community. It's that you crave connection. We're made to connect. We crave connecting. We crave to be known and to know. And the reality is, is that some of us, we're like, I'm mad at the church because I thought I was going to find community. You weren't looking for community, to be honest. You were looking for Connection. And you got to keep on trying to connect with people that also love Jesus. Keep on connecting with people that want to read the scriptures. People that want to serve God. People that want to raise their family in the things and the ways of God. we got to find and connect with our tribe. used to make me laugh when I was a youth pastor. people, People used to get mad at our youth group. They're like, your youth group is so clicky. You guys have clicks. And I was like, that's a compliment because God loves cliques. God loves cliques so much, he called them tribes in the Bible. In the Bible, God made 12 tribes, and these tribes, they were fortified. These tribes, they were with each other. These tribes, they were committed to one another. Can I encourage you, find your tribe, find your crew, find your crowd, find your community, find your group, and grow in the ways of God together. (laughs) See, the enemy wants to tell you, like, no, 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 you're fine on your own, isolate, it's you against the world. No, fam, it's not, it's not you against the world. It's us for Jesus. We're not even mindful of who we're against, we're actually passionate of who we're for. We're for God. We found grace. We found freedom. We found the answer to life. We found a reason to live. We found a reason to dance and sing and praise and give and laugh. And now I don't want to do anything else but to know him and love him and serve him. And I want to be around a group of people that are like that. They're excited. It wasn't stuff they had to do. Stuff they wanted to do. I just love this, this last week, another Laker joke, but I was watching this, there's this new documentary that came out on Hulu about the development and the the success of the Lakers. So I started watching it, uh, this last week, because I was traveling, and they were, you know, going through the different championships of the Lakers, and when Dr. Jerry Buss, you know, took over the team, and, and they were talking about this run they had in the, kind of the mid to late 80s, and how special that team was that went back to back. And they were talking about how there was just a community. There was just a commitment to one another like no other teams had in the past. Like they just gelled. They just came together. And they said it was so much so this way that they'd be like, okay, this night, uh, this week, Tuesday night, we're going to so-and-so's house. And then the next night, we're going to be at this person's house. And the next night, and the reason, well, listen, basketball was the centerpiece, but community is what kept them together. I want to tell you, when you follow God, Jesus is our centerpiece. Our love for God is at the core. But we got to get together with people that we love. And be like, come on, let's go to your house Tuesday. We'll be at their house Wednesday. Let's be at their house Thursday. I was driving with my son the other day in the, in the car. and We had a bunch of people at our house the night before. And, and the next morning, we were driving to, to school. And in, in the back seat, he says, Dad, let me ask you a question. I was like, oh, Jesus, what is this going to go? He said, hey, Dad, how come we always have people at the house but we don't be going to people's houses. I didn't even look back. It says, son, that's called leadership. It's a sacrifice of a leader. I'm preaching to my windshield now. It's a sacrifice of a leader, son. When you're called, anointed, and God is for you, oh, let me tell you something, son. He's in the back like, I don't think you're answering my question. I think what my son is is saying and what really made me think of is like, The power of hosting and entertaining and finding your community. Find your they. Find your crew. Find your, and don't just find community because some people, you can be in a community and you can hide. You can be in community and still not be seen or known. Now, God wants to put you in a community so you can, you know, let people know the good, the bad, and the ugly about you. You know, I think until you cry in front of a small group, you haven't really lived. <laughs> you know, you get together with a group of people and say, we're not doing that good right now. You know, we're not, we, we actually need prayer tonight. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, this season has not turned out the way that I wanted. You don't need a community so you can have a bumper sticker. I found community. No, the point of community is connection. They were getting house to house, breaking a bread. They were. Do you have anybody that you could open up the Bible with? Do you have anybody that you could pray with? Because I think we should be in community with people that like. Yeah, we love the Bible, and we love to pray, and we love the house of God, and we love the temple. But we love to have people in our home, and we love Jesus. Find your they. Amen to that. So it and and they. Write down number two. Devoted themselves. I don't know what was funny, but that's great. <laughs> it, I, it flew over my head. Was it the baby? Okay, I'm into it. That's great. Okay. I just I, It scared me for a second. And they, I was very afraid for like two seconds. <laughs> oh, it's so good to be here. Okay. They, 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 they lived a devoted life. They lived a devoted life. I, I just always think when it comes to faith, like, Let's just be honest. You're going to be committed to something. You might as well commit to Jesus. Like we we look at these athletes, we look at these people in culture, and we're like, wow, I can't believe how committed they were to grow that company. I can't believe how committed they were to their success. I can't believe how committed they were to swimming or tennis or filling the blank. You're going to commit, you're going to give your life to something. You might as well make the decision, I'm going to give my life to the one that gave me his life. I'm going to give my life to the one that will never let me down. Because people will let you down. Business can let you down. Church can let you down. But God will never let you down. This is first, listen, the reason why, and they devoted themselves, their devotion was just a response to God's devotion. When you find salvation and you find grace and you find God, all you want to do is like, God, you saved me from hell. I'm in on you. I was lost and now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I, come on, anybody thankful? I was, I was dead, now I'm alive. The moment you find grace, you're like, I'm all the way in. And in, if you're not devoted, are you really following because you can't be a half-hearted follower. It's all about throwing your heart all the way in. I pray over you today that you would awake to the power of devotion. I, I, I don't know about you, but I want to be a devoted husband. This Wednesday, Julie and I, we're celebrating 14 years of marriage. Oh, come on, somebody. She is blessed. I, I, this twice now. I don't know why you guys left again. I want to be a devoted husband. I want to be a devoted father. I really want to be a devoted pastor. But above everything, I want to be a devoted Jesus follower. I'm devoted to my faith. No, I'm devoted to my God. It's not about my faith. It's all about Jesus. And my Bible reading is this because I want to know him. What does he say? How do, how do I handle this situation? How do I handle my life? How do I become a good parent? I'm devoted to you, God. I, w- I want to please you. I want to serve you. I want to do whatever you want me to do. I'm devoted to you. You got me, God. You won. You know you did. So I'm devoted to you. I want to pray. Why? Because I want your will for my life. All of this is just a result of following Jesus with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. It's living a devoted life. I just love this devoted. It means steadfast, single-minded faithfulness. It's hard to serve God with two minds. Half of my mind wants to serve God, but half of my mind wants to serve myself. Half of my mind wants to do God's will and the other half wants to do my will. No, no, be single-minded in your faithfulness. Be steadfast. Oh, look at First Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. Meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Maybe you're not developing because you haven't devoted. Somebody like, I haven't grown in my faith in years. It's not that faith is, is any different, it's that we haven't devoted. But when I throw in my meditate on these things, meditation is not a hot yoga term. Meditation is a Bible term. And we're not called to meditate on my problems. I'm not called to meditate on politics. I'm not called to meditate on culture. I'm not called to meditate on technology. I'm called to meditate on God. And it says meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. Throw your heart into the God stuff and your progress will be evident to all. You ever hear that old saying? Man, look at them. They grew like a weed. Like when I come home, if I travel, I come back to my kids. Even if I'm gone one night, I look at my boys and I'm like, oh, yeah. You're grown. You're grown. Look at you. You're grown. You're bigger. More milk. Till you're of the age that you understand that lactose is bad. You know, you know when you give yourself entirely over to the things of God, people are gonna be like, "Okay, buddy, wait a second here. Your your countenance is different. The spirit of who you are is different. You're 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 at peace. Wait, hold on. You got joy. I'm I'm use." To the on edge, grumpy, critical, jaded you, who is this? Give yourself entirely to these things that your progress may be. I wonder if the reason why they were being added to the church daily is because everybody in the community was like, wait, hold on. Six months ago, Tim, Tim was at the bar with me. I don't know who this guy is. You, you're telling me you deleted the Tinder app? Oh, come on, I'll go to church. I'll go to church. I'll go, what, who is Jesus? <laughs> See, we want to we develop, but we don't want to devote. You cannot, it's like I'm looking at this ankle, and I'm like, I, had, I don't want to go through the work of rehabilitating and putting my weight and my trust on this thing. I just want to zap, I just want to show up at the temple and all my problems are gone. If you keep coming to church and you're not growing, it's because church was never meant to make you grow. Church is for inspiration. Monday through Saturday is for application. How do I walk out my faith? How do I put my, my foot in front of the other? How do, I, how do I start walking with Jesus? Yeah, You ever walk away from church someone's like, how was church today? Like, oh. Oh, chicken skin. Like the litmus test if God is good or not is chicken skin. We have boiled down faith to chicken skin. No, no, no. It doesn't matter if you show up on a Sunday and you get chicken skin. What matters is what you do with it on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Let's get together at somebody's house. Let's crack open the book. Let's read. Let's pray. Let's get together around the table and let's encourage one another. Let's go from community to connection. And they devoted themselves. Listen, when you devote yourself, the growth happens. When you devote yourself, the change happens. Everybody wants change. Everybody wants growth. We got to commit our lives and commit our ways to God. I just love this. And they devoted themselves, right down number three, to the fun stuff of faith. Now we're getting fun. Now we're having fun in church. The fun stuff of faith is bread, Bibles, and being together. Bread, Bibles, and being together. Now, now they're getting together and they're eating. Anybody love to eat? The most spiritual thing you could do this week is get a meal with somebody that believes in God. Go break bread. Now when the Bible says break bread, it does not mean to grab a loaf of bread and break that thing and be like, Jesus! It is not literal, it's figurative. God can do more around your table than he can in a service. Breaking bread, oh, just get a meal with somebody. Stop and just pray. Hey, anybody need prayer requests? Anybody going through something? Anybody facing hardship? Come on, before we eat. Or after this meal, we're gonna pray. In fact, we're gonna put my hand on your shoulder. God, I thank you that you no weapon formed against them is gonna prosper. I thank you, God, that right now that they are called. I thank you right now that you stand up in them and give them resurrection power. And Lord, I just declare your word. This is the fun stuff. Nah, I know I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, sometimes in church people like, "Ooh, he's coming for next." He woke up and chose violence. Towards the Clippers, yes. No, 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 no. We woke up and chose Jesus. Breaking of bread is just getting around the table. How you doing? What's going on? You ever, you ever get worried about somebody and you go to a mutual friend that knows them really well? You're like, hey, you just, have you talked to them? You, you ever heard from him either? Okay, come on, let's get in the car. Because it just means they're not in community. And when they're not in community, I don't know about you, but you just kind of isolate. I find that people that isolate never bring themselves to health. They always bring themselves to depression. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I guess I'll stay home from church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to fellowship, and to prayer. And they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to the stuff that Jesus people do. If you're a Jesus follower, you love to break bread with Jesus followers. If you're a Jesus follower, you love to open the Bible. If it's been like six to nine months since you opened the Bible, let's change that this week. And can I encourage you, go change that this week by opening up the Bible with somebody else that loves the Bible. I'll never forget when... I'm looking out and seeing some faces today that were in our youth group, but when I was leading our youth, it was so fun. We used to do this thing where all around our region, we would do Bible studies at 6 a.m. We say, before you go to school, we're gonna meet at this Starbucks and we're gonna read the Bible. We'd have them littered all over the region. And we walk into a Starbucks 6 a.m. before school starts, and there would not be a chair in the place for a regular customer because high schoolers had gone to Starbucks, gotten their drink, and are sitting there reading the Bible before they went to school. I just think churches, if high schoolers can do it, we can do it. If it wasn't hard for them, it can't be hard for us we got to get in the Word. Why? Because the Bible has relevant answers for today's tough questions. If you got questions, if you got quandary, if you got issues, if you got problems, let's go to the, to the book of wisdom. Let's go to the book of life. Let's go to the book of promise. Let's go to the book that is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Come on, clap today if you're excited. I'm going to get together and read the Bible and break the bread and fellowship. And fellowship, it's the, it's the bees, it's the, it's the bread, it's the Bible's. It's the bread, it's the Bibles, and it's the, it's the being together. It's the, it's the fun stuff of church. Church was really boring for me growing up. I used to come and yawn and just be kind of like, oh man, I gotta be here. And It didn't get fun for me until I devoted my life and started reading my Bible, praying together with people, getting together house to house, and living the lifestyle of a Christian. If you're new to church, let's make this fun. The temple stuff, I mean, it's fun. Come on, the courtyard, the AC, the whole thing is fun. We're having fun today. But nothing's more fun than getting together during the week and being with like-minded, like-hearted, devoted people that want to serve Jesus and follow Jesus. I believe it with all my heart. Come on, stand to your feet. Jesus, we thank you today.